Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Ah, yeah. Ah, thank you, Lord. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. Hallelujah. The Bible says, For but as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man. What? The things. Somebody saw the things. Which God has prepared for them that love him. Next verse, which is my verse of emphasis. He said, but God has revealed them to us by who? By his spirit. For the spirit searched how many things? Yea, the deep things of God. Say amen to that. Psalm chapter 24, 25 and verse 14. Psalms 25 and verse 14. Psalms 25 and verse 14. Everybody read this scripture with me. One to go. And the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. What is with them that fear God? The secret. Somebody say, I have access to God's secret. Amen. Father, we ask that you teach us your ways this morning. Reveal and unveil the seal of your word. Let everybody go from here with revelation that we alter their 2024 to the will and the plan and the purposes of God. In Jesus' name and the church say, Amen. I, um, as a pastor, like I always do, at the end of every year, once the year begins to come to an end, as I sit before the Lord, I begin to give account of my life and of the church and all that has been done, all that we have been able to achieve, the advancement we made, the conferences, the new people added to the church, the people that gave their life to Christ, the records we have of the progress of the church. And I begin to give account of those things which I believe that every one of us should do. It's important that you give account to yourself or your to God for your life. The Bible says that we should examine ourselves if we are still in faith. Where is your amen this morning? What do you do to yourself? Examine yourself. Look at your neighbor, say, write an exam about yourself. And you know the amazing thing, you are the one to mark that exam. So examine yourself. How far have you come? At the end of this year, are you more committed to God? Are you more prayerful? Are you more useful to God? Or you are useless to the kingdom? How far have you come? Have you made progress spiritually and physically? Would you attest to yourself that you now know God more than you did last year? Because you see, it's so easy to stay in mediocrity if you don't do this examination. You can remain the same for 10 years. God, Allah, God forbid. Shout it out loud. Say, God forbid. You can remain the same for 10 years, still debating about the same thing, still arguing about the same thing, still in doubt, still in fear, still, you know, not coming to church regularly, still behaving like a baby, still whining and gossiping, still, you know, in fear. And, and I mean, you can, it is possible to live that kind of life as a Christian. So it's very important that as we come to the end of the year, we begin to do some examination. And say, let me examine myself. How far have I come with God? Do I have a more understanding of the word of God? Do I have a knowledge of the scripture now? Have I been able to read my Bible cover to cover? Because you see, you can carry the same attitude for the next 10 years. Am I fasting more? Am I praying more? This year, we had fasting every Wednesday up until last Wednesday. How many said that they kept that fast? Church, you need to examine yourself. Nothing changes until, until you decide to make the change. Are we together, church? As a married couple, what's our goal? Are we fighting more? Are we arguing more? Are we in love more? Do we love God more? Is our children behaving more, uh, uh, you know, 
in the direction of scriptures. I, I mean, examine yourself. Look at your life. Where are you? Or are you committing adultery now? Are you in fornication? Are you, which means you are regressing. Are we together, church? And God forbid that you will regress. Not under this watch. You will not regress. I say you will not go backwards. I just prophesied you will not go backwards. So you begin to give account to yourself. And say, Lord, where am I in the scheme of God's agenda on the earth? Where am I? Can I, can God rely on me? Can God depend on me? If God needs to do anything major in South Africa, am I part of the people that he will inform? Will he tell me? God said concerning a man, I will not do anything unless I tell Abraham, my friend. And he began to tell Abraham what will befall Sodom and Gomorrah. He doesn't even live in Sodom and Gomorrah. Meanwhile, the people that live in Sodom have no clue what God is about to do. But somebody else who doesn't live there, God is revealing secrets to him. Church, it's important that you begin to give account of your life. I just don't want you to stay in mediocrity. Where you look at your life, there is no progress at all. You say you are a child of God, you come to church, yes, you're born again, you've given your life to the Lord. But are you growing? Are you growing? And then let me also say this. How strong are you in God's presence? How strong? Because I, I preached a message on Wednesday that prosperity is a byproduct of the presence of God. Obedidom was a man that we didn't, we didn't hear anything of. The, in fact, as a matter of fact, I read something on Wednesday that according to theologians, that Obedidom was a very poor man. He was an extremely poor man. But the Bible said that they were carrying the ark of the Lord from the Philistines on the way to the house of God. But as they were going, they put the ark on a new cart. And oh, first and foremost, wrong way to carry the ark. The ark was meant to be born on the shoulders of priests. The priest of God. Aaron and his sons. And the priest of the day. But what did they do? They designed a new cart for it. May you not design a new cart for your life in 2024. Everything you do from now, let it be God's ways. Let it be the ways of God. So, so they build this new cart, put it on the new cart. As they were going, the cart, the cart began to tilt because it stumbled on, an, uh, on, a, on level ground. And then Uzzah stretched forth his hand, touched the ark, and God killed him instantly. And now David was so afraid and decided, I will not take this. How can this thing come to my house? How can the ark of God? Can you imagine somebody as high as David was afraid of the presence of God? That's what happens to people when you live your life wrong. I thank God for that testimony. That pastor, I thank you for your tenacity and insistence on holy living. Uh -uh. Living right. Are you growing, church? You can't just come to a church like this and still remain the same. Are you still a baby Christian? That we still need to give milk every day. We need to feed you with feeding bottle. Many of you in church, in the spirit, you are carrying feeding bottle right now to church. And you are such an adult, but in the spirit, you are a baby. Are you growing? Are you advancing spiritually? And the Bible said that the ark was taken to the house of Obed-Edom. And this man kept this ark. Probably when the ark came, he decided to find out how to manage the presence of God. What do I need to do to manage God's presence in my life? This presence is in my house. And the Bible says in three months, Obed-Edom prospered like never before. And when it was told David that the Obedidom has been blessed and his household, David decided to go and get the ark. Church, give account of yourself concerning your life. Because I really, 
it is a tragedy for any pastor for you to have a congregation that comes year in, year out and are the same. Honestly speaking, that I cannot, I shouldn't find you, some of you, the level you are now was where you were last year, December. And it should bother you. Hello. Am I talking to myself or I'm making sense? It should bother you that you are not growing. You are not advancing. When we talk about gossip in church, you are involved. Adultery, you are involved. Fornication, you are involved. Lying and cheating, you are involved. Fraud, you are involved. Every evil thing that happens, you are part of it. Something is wrong with your growth. We don't mind that happening to somebody that just gave their life to Christ, who we are still trying to manage their growth and help them to come out from those weaknesses. But church, a time must come where you decide, this weakness will not follow me to next year. Hello, church. Uh -uh, it will not. I am not going to sleep with somebody I'm not married to into 2024. Let me change this. I've been hearing this. It's in the Bible and I don't want to obey it. I make up my mind from today. I will start tightening. I have not tightened my income to God. How will God take you serious? How will he? Titan is not about your money. Church, please hear me again. Titan is not about what? Your money. No. The reason why I believe for me, God decided to give us that because it's a, a, a process that started from the Garden of Eden, right from the beginning of creation. God said to Adam and Eve, of all the trees that you see in the garden, you may what? Freely eat. Somebody say you may freely eat. But he decided to place a tithe of all the trees. He said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, thou shall not eat it. For in the day you eat it, the Greek word say, in dying you shall die. That means your dying process has begun. So, um, somebody would say, okay, apostle, why did God do that? The reason God do, does that is because he wants to know that money is not your idol. Because I can tell you today, many pastors, many congregations are worshipping money. Oh, you won't say amen. Money cannot be your idol. Money is just a piece of paper created by South African government. It should not be your idol. God is bigger than your money. What did he say to them? He said, listen, give unto Caesar what belongs to who? So who does money belong to? Caesar, it doesn't belong to God. Don't make money your idol. If you're running a business, look at your profit every month. 10% belongs to God. Who does it belong to? Who does it belong to? That is the exact tree of good and evil that God has put in your life or in your garden. And God said, don't touch it. I love what my son said many years ago, Pastor Tunji. He said, 100% of your income is not enough for you. But 90% is more than enough. How many percent? 90% is more than enough. That means when you give God his part, the remainder is more than enough for you. But when you don't give God his part, the 100% is not even enough for you. Are we together, church? So we, we are in, in a place now where we need to begin to find out from God. This season, don't use it to just eat, drink, and marry. I know it is Christmas. The reason why we don't do church between Christmas and New Year is to give you time to also spend with God and find out what next for my life next year. Are we together, church? I know you will have visitors. I know you will go into family. But in the midst of all that, Take time to spend with God and say, Lord, what next for my life? What next? I can't stay at this level. That God can still give you. You know, today, South Africa is dealing with load shedding. Do you know that God can give the secret to the problem of load shedding? But how many people are asking for it? How many people are seeking God for it? So we want to, we want to get back to seeking the Lord in this season. Take time and find out what is the plan of God for my life in 2024. What is the will of God for my life in 2024? What some of you were you are seated here as a man. 
in the agenda of God, you were supposed to be married five years ago. And you missed that year. And now you are still single. Because you missed the plan of God. You missed the agenda of heaven for your life. So it's important that you now begin to seek him for your, the plan of God for you next year. Say amen, somebody. Am I making sense this morning? That we begin to seek him. The Bible said that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. He will show them. God still shows secrets. God still gives secrets. God still gives information. God still, if listen, I, you know, I haven't been born again now in probably about 30 years serving the Lord. I don't know of anybody in this kingdom that we are in, the kingdom of God, both those in the Bible and those who are dead, sorry, who are alive today, who are great, who it is not, when you talk to them, they will always tell you, this is the secret that God gave me about my life. Do you know that one secret from God can alter your, from now, alter your life forever? Like everything you have been seeking for can come into your life just by one secret from God. Are we together, church? So it's important that you begin to find out what is the plan of God for me next year. Lord, what do you hold for me? What do you hold for my marriage? What do you hold? What's your plan for my children? What is your plan? Show me your secret. Reveal to me what's your plan for next year. I don't want to shadow box life. I don't want to, Paul said, I don't walk around like the one that beats about the, the air. I'm beating the air, just shadow boxing, guessing through life. May you not guess through life in Jesus' name. I say you will not guess through life in Jesus' name. So as we are wrapping up the year 2023, please, I want you to begin to ask God to show you what he has for you in 2024. This time that we are giving you to take a break, it's not time, the reason you are on leave, some of you have gone on leave from the 15th. Um, I think our offices are closing in this week, most likely. Um, some of you are going to be on leave. Please spend time with God. What do you do? Don't use the time in the shopping mall the whole day. I've told you wise people don't shop at this time. Hmm. All the guilty ones just, they were quiet. Because your salary is already finished. Your December salary is what? It's finished. And that's how you are finished in January. You are going to fast the whole month without food. Are we together? For carelessness. Because many of us, our legs are so itchy to go to the shopping mall. The moment you have money. Listen, many years ago, when I came into South Africa, I realized that the economy of South Africa was designed for me to spend my money. What did I do? I now designed my own economy to keep my money. Are you here? I, I, made, I, made it, I made up my mind that this boy, I don't know what it means to be broke, not to have money. I, I, if, if, maybe I will never know in Jesus' name. Listen, not even when I was earning 2,500 rand. I had a job. I was earning 2,500. I don't know what it means to be broke. I've tried it before where I spent all my money and then I ended up borrowing money from my late wife's ex-boyfriend and I made up my mind. You will not be like me concerning that area. You, you know what it means for a man? You call your, your, your wife's ex-boyfriend and say, Roy, borrow me money, I need to pay rent. Are you here? Am I talking to human beings here? Brothers, how many of you can do that? If you can do that, raise your hand. It's not an easy... It belittles you. It, it demeans you. It removes your dignity. Man, for me to have gone to that guy, I have gone to all my friends. Now, I was a staunch born-again Christian. All my friends want me to get involved in drugs. They want to get me involved in, in fraud, in all the nonsense things they do. I refuse. I remember this, my friend in particular, who I asked for my rent. He said, I told you, please speak that up for me. I told you to, to join us in what we do. I said, I cannot. 
I will not. Somebody say, I will not. You will not compromise because of pressure. I said, I will not. And so the last option we have, I remember that particular day. I didn't sleep at night because we were renting from a company called Campbell and Seaworth. You know, they will have cursed that company. I don't know if they are still in existence. Look, I'm sorry I had to curse them, but they were just brutal. At this point, my wife was pregnant for Kion. And I don't have rent. How much was the rent? 800 rent for two-bedroom flat. I'm talking 20 years or so ago. And um, I, I didn't sleep. I was awake. My late wife slept very nicely. You know, that's why I love women. That's why women live longer than men. Because we can worry, eh? It's not funny. I mean, I'm tossing and turning. This woman is in heavenly places. <laughs> so, we woke up in the morning. That was the day they, they said they were coming to lock the door. Because those guys, that company hired some white guys who are the children of Anak. They were like Goliath. You see these white guys, the chain on their neck is my size. So when they come, you just give way and they lock up your door. So anyway, we woke up in the morning and um, I said to my late wife, I said, man, I don't even know what we'll do about this rent. I'm at the point where I've asked all my friends and they're not helping me. And my wife said, you know, why don't we call Roy? Now, I've met Roy. Okay, so they dated when they were in their early 20s as, you know, school, you know, in school. So she was, Roy was her boyfriend. So at this point, Roy had gotten married. My wife is now married. So one of the days, Roy called and said he would like to meet us as a family. And I met Roy. When I saw him, he was like my carbon copy. I said, oh, so I know what you like. Mm. So anyhow, uh, I now called, and she said I should be the one to call him. So I called Roy. I said, Roy, I'm in trouble. I owe rent for two months. And I, I, I can't pay it because I'm, you know, we have been dealing with a lot. My wife is pregnant. We're going for antenatals, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And so the guy paid 2,000 rent into my account. And from that day, I made up my mind, I will never call a Roy again. May you not wait until you call Roy. Better start doing something with your finances. Am I talking to believers? All this spend, all your money is not from God. Hello? We're just going to talk this morning. You see, you have to be wise. Put something away. Put something away. I don't care how small you earn. So I learned lesson and I began to save money even from that time. And out of the same money I was earning, I bought a car. So the problem was not the money. The problem was my carelessness. Are you here? Are you here? Because you have earned money now. Oh, by tomorrow you are heading to Mall of the South. Something more. And you eat all your money away. You wear your January in December. And then January you are complaining. Come for prayer. Apostle, I don't have petrol. You're supposed to keep the money for petrol. For January. Now, are you here? Oh? Listen, as you do this, God will help you faithfully. Now I no longer, I, I can... Even as I am now, I can pay Roy's salary. Yeah. I can do what? Pay Roy's salary. I mean, I will go preach overseas. They will give me 500,000 rent. Are you here? 400,000. Man, those years, it was not there. I, I'm not a poor man anymore. I can never be poor again. Are we together? But even in the level where I am, I'm still not careless. 
I'm still not what? Careless. I'm still not a careless person. So don't think that, you know, I will just, uh, because now there is money, you must live the way you want. No. Are we together, church? Please, I beg you. It's time for us to seek the Lord for direction. What do you do? Seek the Lord for direction. God still gives out secrets. Go to Daniel chapter 2. And let's read from verse 3. God still does what? Gives out secrets. How many of you are going to seek God for the secrets? That are you see, the Bible says that unto you is been given to know the mysteries of what? The kingdom of God. But to them who are outsiders, this parables. Now, church, in that congregation, Jesus was preaching in Mark chapter 4. Maybe before we go to Daniel, let me explain that. It was the message I preached at Pastor Collins Church uh, two weeks ago. Church, Jesus was preaching to a congregation in Mark chapter 4. And he began to share with them from verse 1. Put Mark chapter 4 verse 1. And he began again to teach them by the, sea, by the seaside. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude so that he entered into a ship and sat in the ship and the whole multitude was by the land or by the sea on the land. And he taught them how many things? How many things did Jesus see? How many things? Shout it out loud. How many things? He taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, next verse, behold, there went out a sower. So that's the, the parable of the sower. The man that went out to sow and some fell by the wayside, some fell by the thorns, some fell on stony ground, and the one fell on, uh, on a good heart. On, on what? On a good ground. Okay. So now, when he finished this parable, he, he was teaching a whole number of people like this. A crowd like this that are sitting before Jesus. And he taught them this parable. Now, if you go over the parable, go to verses. Uh, let's try verse 6. Go to verse 6. Go to verse eight go to verse eight go to verse ten like right now the bible said when jesus was alone what was he when jesus was what alone watch this when he was alone that they that were with about him which is with the twelve asked him of the parable what did they do they asked him of the parable so he did a teaching and in the midst of this teaching, he finished and every, kept quiet. But a few people came back to him. Somebody said, I will go for second touch. All right, they came to him and he said, unto, they asked him about the parable. And he said unto them, unto you. Somebody say, unto me. Say it out loud. Say, unto me. It is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, who are without? There are people who are seated there, but they are without. That means in this congregation, there are people listening to me, but are outside. May you not be outside. May you not be in this service and you are watching in social media. May you not be in this service and you are responding to SMSs. May you not be in this service and you are responding to a WhatsApp. He says some people are outsiders. He said, but to them that are without, all these things are spoken in parables. Next verse. That seeing they may see and not perceive. Ha. Hearing they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven. You know, this is one of the most controversial scripture in the Bible. I can't believe Jesus said this. Because Jesus wants everybody saved. But yet he's teaching and not revealing to some people the mystery. Meaning that this congregation, and remember in, in verse 1 of the same scripture, the Bible said that Jesus taught them what? Many things. How? By parable. So in his teaching were many things. Somebody holler many things. I wonder how many things are in the teaching I'm doing this morning. He taught them many things. How many things? Many. 
many things. So your things are in this message I'm preaching. Your marriage is in this message. Your fruitfulness is in this message. Your spiritual growth is in this message. Your blessings are in this message. But how many will get the things and not just hear the words as parables? He taught them. He said, less as any time they should hear us and not, not understand. They should see and not perceive. And less at any time they should be converted. Hey, my dear, excuse me, Lord Jesus. You, you came to save the world. You came for all to be saved. Why is it that you don't want some people to understand? Why don't you want them to perceive? Because they are outsiders. Because, you see, it is, it is, it is not right according to scripture to give holy things to dogs. To cast your purse before who? Swine. Don't give, church, not everybody should come to your bedroom. Let's even start from there. Not everybody is your friend. Unfortunately, Christians are so naive when we come to a church like this, we want to make friendship with everybody. There are some people in this church, they are not your tribe. I can assure you. I can assure you. They are not your tribe. You know how many people I've sent away from this church? I told them, get out. Because they don't belong here. They don't belong here. We used to have somebody in this church slept with a married woman and this guy wanted to close house of treasures. The, and the man is so well to do. He's an influential man. And he called me in the morning. He said, is this what you and your congregation does? I said, what's wrong? He said, one of your members slept with my wife. He's not a born-again Christian. All of you that take off your... If I catch you next year. Slept with somebody's wife. On Sunday morning. Sunday morning, the man... The man trusts his wife that she's a member of House of Treasures. So doesn't check her phone. While they came for choir... I, sh I shouldn't have said that. But because some people will know who I'm talking about. They, they, they came and on their way home, they stopped by in a shopping mall and got busy. And when they finished, the guy sent a message, they were sending each other a message, I've never enjoyed my life like this. And the husband on Sunday morning, as she was in the shower, the guy picked up the phone and checked. Ah, even my husband has never done me like this. The man read it and immediately called my phone. He sent that message to the whole group. I left, I was praying. Rebaba Shamayadaba, oh Lord my God, how excellent is your pain, pain. I took it. Is this what you people go to church to do? Uh uh. I say, who is this? I stopped my prayer. Beloved, I had to leave my house at 7 in the morning to go and quench that fire. I met that man. I said, listen, we are not like that. I have been faithful to my wife for 20 years. Because that man wanted to destroy the church. All of you that... Please, can you change? change. I'm almost forced to ask, how many of you are sleeping with people you are not married to? And if you lie, I will pray you die. <laughs> I'm almost forced to ask that question. Beloved, we can't, we can't live like children anymore. Beloved, you need to outgrow certain things. As a man, nothing is stopping you from getting, I will never stop you. Bring me a girl now, today, after service, I will wed you. I will not stop you. What is wrong with us? We have men today that are so irresponsible, don't want to get married at their old age, sleeping from here to there, sleeping with all kinds of women. Eh, eh, that's not us. Get serious with God. I'm tired of this lifestyle that we are living. That's why the body of Christ is not advancing. 
God cannot give you secrets like that. You are without unto them that are outside. These things are spoken in parable. That's why you are not changing. You come to church year in, year out, and nothing changes in your life because you are living in sin. I don't care how graceful God is. You can't live in sin and make progress spiritually. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't. I know you don't want to hear the truth, but some of you, after this message, you can decide you want to go to Sibongile Flying to Heaven Ministries. But it's okay. But I will tell you the truth. Are we here, church? I will speak the truth in love so that you can keep yourself. How do you do business with a holy God? The Bible says, be ye holy, even as your heavenly father is what? It's holy. You are here every day you go to social media. You are flirting with other women. Married man, married woman, flirting with other men. What is wrong with us? What has happened to this generation? God will never reveal himself to you like that. Uh-uh. He can't. He said unto you that are without, outsiders. So that means in a congregation, there are people that are within and there are people that are outside. The same thing in this congregation. There are so many people here who are outsiders. Yet they say they are member of the body of Christ. But Jesus is saying you are an outsider. You are an outsider. But I pray today that as you hear this word, you will make up your mind that I'm going to be an insider. I can go to Jesus to reveal secrets to me, to show me the mystery of the kingdom so that I can do right. Listen to me, church. When your life is right, Satan is paralyzed. Satan is helpless when your life is right with God. He can't do anything. He can't. He cannot. Please, church, let's begin to make decisions for change. For change. I can't live like this. I can't be quarreling with my husband, my wife every day. This is enough. Enough. Your wife doesn't trust you. So many of you here, your wife doesn't trust you. You're, I mean, look, we are saying women, stop touching your husband's phone, trust them and believe in them. But you've broken the trust. You've broken the trust. How can you be trusted? As a wife, you've broken trust. How can a woman, a, a, a man send you a message as a married man? You know, I love you, you look beautiful. A married man. What level of conversation did you people have for her to send that kind of message? Are we together, church? So please, I beg you, I beg you, in this season, make up your mind that I'm not going to be an outsider in the kingdom of God. I will be inside. Somebody say, I'm an insider. Say it like you are serious. I am an insider. This message is not a popular message. I know. I know. But it is, we have to swallow this as we are entering a new year. The worst thing that can happen to you is that by this time next year, you are still the same. See, running helter skelter. You are not sure what you want with life. You don't know where you belong. Let's go to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2, and let's read from verse 3. Daniel chapter 2 and verse 3. And the king said unto them, I've dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Keep going. And the Bible said, Then spake the Chaldeans to the king of Syria. O king, live forever. Tell thy servant the dream. We will show thee the interpretation. Next verse. The king answered and said unto the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. That means I've lost the dream. I cannot remember the dream. And he said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If you will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, you shall be cut how? Talk to me, church. Are you here? You shall be cut how? In pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill or a refuse bin. Next verse. But if you show me the dream, 
the interpretation thereof. You shall receive of me gifts and reward and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. Now, it is Nebuchadnezzar that reveals to us that when God gives you a secret, it comes with gifts, it comes with reward, and it comes with honor. So this season, use it to go and find out the secret that God has in his heart. It is the king. Obviously, you know what happened. Go to verse 16. Go to verse 16. Please. Just run to verse 16. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. Next verse. Daniel went to his house, made the thing known to who? To Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. So these companions are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's their new name in Babylon. And he made known the thing to them. So he told them, guys, listen, we are in trouble. The king is about to kill all the magicians, astrologers, and including us, the wise men, who gives the king advice. So what do we do? I told the king to give us time. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading that they would desire mercy of the Lord God of heaven concerning the secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. Next verse. Everybody read with me, one to go. Then was the secret re revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So, church, a king has a dream does not know the interpretation, but woke up in the morning, forgot the dream. And they wanted to kill every magician. Church, let me tell you, God is still hiding some things away from the world. There are so many things the world doesn't know. It only belongs to the church. But there are no seekers. There are no seekers of this secret. There are no men who are willing to stay before God and say, Lord, I need you to reveal me the secret. Give me the secret. Okay? The Bible said that Daniel and his counterparts went to God in prayers. And when they got to prayer, they prayed and believed God. And the God that revealed secret at night came to Daniel in a night vision. And showed him the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. And showed him the interpretation. Now church, this happened to a human being like me and you. Like me and you. You, listen church, God is giving somebody secret about a man's dream. Your own secret about your life, God hasn't given to you. Don't you think something is wrong? Hello? Uh, oh, okay, let me ask a question. Are we serving the same God Daniel prayed to? Uh -uh, answer me now. Uh, uh, House of Treasures, are we serving the same God Daniel prayed to? Can Jesus hear you? Are we serving the same God Daniel prayed to? Yeah. All right, now, tell me, why can't he reveal secrets to you? Why is your life void of divine secrets? I will tell you, many a times, number one, we don't walk in the fear of God. We don't walk in what? The fear of God. This generation has no respect for God. We don't. This is a generation that don't keep appointment with God. You see, God is a spirit. If you want to deal with a spirit, you must be disciplined. My wife, you know, I preached my heart out in, in Port Elizabeth. Friday and Saturday. We came back yesterday. My wife looked at me. She says, baby, don't you get tired. Don't you what? Hello? She lives with me in the same room. She asked me a question. Don't you get tired? Guess my answer to her. I said, baby, I am tired, but I have tamed my flesh to the point where I control it. She's here. That's what I answered her. Because you, your flesh controls and determines everything you do. You, can, you can't do business with God like that. No, really, if you want God to take you serious, you must tame the... Jesus said, I come in the volume of the book as it is written of me to do thy will, O God. That, he said, listen, this vision that I've been given to me, how am I strengthened 
I am stretched to the limit for me to fulfill it. You can't be a weakling and fulfill the will of God. You're always tired. Your flesh determines when you sleep, when you wake up, when you eat, when you do anything you do, when you insult people. You cannot do business with God like that. Unfortunately, you can be a child of God but live a defeated life. That is the gospel truth. You can be a child of God and live a defeated life. And I don't want you defeated. Daniel had the information that they want to kill them. He said, guys, this is not time for us to play around. They went before God in prayers. Number one is the fear of the Lord. Number two is to serve God with a sincere heart. You want secrets from God? Number three, you must be prayerful. You cannot be a prayerless Christian and expect God to reveal secrets to you. The Bible says that eyes have not seen nor ears heard, neither has it entered the hearts of men, the thing that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit of God searcheth how many things? All things. Yea, even the deepest things of God. It is the Holy Ghost. And every time you can stay entirely long in the presence of God, in the Holy Spirit. One day my wife asked me, she says, baby, how do you get all this? Man, you need to hear my message in East London yesterday. Oh boy, the church caught fire. What did I say? The church erupted in fire. She asked me, how do you get these things? I say, when you spend time in the presence of God, one hour, two hours, three hours, by the time you know it, you start seeing and hearing things others can have not heard. Because they are in the shallow waters, you are in the deep waters. The Bible says in Jude verse 20, is it 20? Building up yourself like an edifice. Somebody say an edifice. That's what the... the uh, um, Amplified version of the Bible said. The King James said, building up yourself on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. The Amplified said, build up yourself like an edifice, higher and higher by praying in the Holy Ghost. But you, you stay praying in the Holy Ghost for five minutes and you expect God to reveal to you the secret of kingdom prosperity? Uh-uh. He won't. That's why God has, some of you, you know, how many times you have prayed and God says, stop sleeping with this person you are not married to? And you will not hear. You will not hear. Go and get married. Get committed. Get married. You are not, in this kingdom, we don't have sex unless we say I do. Unless I marry. Go and pay lobola. On your lobola day, I will assign a pastor to bless you on that day. You are married. You don't need a church building to be married. Let me talk to this side. I say you don't need a hall to be married. I can bless you in a garden. Say amen. You pay Lobola. Listen, those of you who are paying Lobola, you don't, if you don't have money to do a big wedding, don't start your mess. Just tell us we'll add our blessing and you are married. We've made it easy for people to get married in this church. We don't charge money. I went to a church website. Wedding is 6000 In this church, it costs you how much? Zero. So that people can get married. Are we together, church? You don't need all that drama. Thank God for wedding. I know you women like it. Yes, when your husband is blessed, he will do it for you. But if he doesn't have it on the first day, don't tell him I won't marry you. Some of you have lost destiny, men. Because of your stupidity. And I'm the one telling you, yes. I know you will be angry. Apostle White, how can you call me stupid? Yes. The guy you rejected yesterday, the stone which you rejected has now become the head of the corner. I'm telling you. There was a lady when I was in, in those years in our, when I was a youth in our church. As a youth, you know, God had began to open up doors for me. I began to do business with my auntie. You know, so we were supplying diesel to banks. So I met this girl. I really wanted to get married because... For me, I wanted to keep myself holy. Say amen. amen. So, I met this girl. Pretty girl. I said, I want to marry. So, those years, we don't, you don't go to a girl in our church. But I've changed that now because, look, Mina, I don't want to get involved. 
if you find a lady in church, they assign you to a pastor named Kemkwa, Pastor Kemkwa, Reverend Kemkwa. You go to Kemkwa and say, Kemkwa, I saw Sister Sibongile. You know, the Lord has revealed to me that she's my wife. So Kemkwa will now call Sibongile. And Sibongile, uh, so-and-so brother saw you. So when they called this sister, she looked at me. She said, tell him to go and pray again. If you know how belated I felt. You know today, sometimes, I want to send my cars to her, send the picture. And send the picture of my house. Because when she was rejecting me, she didn't know she was rejecting a global citizen. You don't understand. Listen, though your beginning may be small, but your latter end, many women have rejected men who should have been a destiny helper to them. Don't be like that. Don't look at car and house to say yes to a man. Is he a God-fearing man? That's all you need. Because any man that fears the Lord, I guarantee you, come hell or high waters, God will exalt that man. I say, God will raise up that man. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Oh, no. Just watch, is he a God-fearing man? Does he fear God? Stop looking at shoes. Stop looking at cars. Stop looking at houses. Uh -uh. Those are not, that's not how we marry. Stop looking at six-pack. Where is he coming from? You look at him, he's a brother on fire in the intercession group. The brother prays three, four hours. He has something he's doing that he's doing slowly, making little money. But let me tell you, as long as he stays consistent with God, and uh -uh, not the God I serve. I said the God I serve knows how to take the little and make them big. He knows how to take the best things of this world to confound the wise. He knows how to take the things that are not to bring to naught the things that are. Am I talking to a believer? Stop rejecting destiny helpers. Many times your destiny helpers don't come in suits. They come in coverall. Factory coverall. Wearing those factory boots. And you look at them and say he will not amount to anything when i met my late wife i was by the public phone where was i in the street if somebody told my late wife that this boy will take you around the world I, imagine i was by the public phone there is nothing comely about me he said, when we saw him, we rejected him. Nothing comely about him. He was of nothing for us to behold. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. But by his stripes, we were healed. The best thing you look at and despise is whose stripes you will be healed tomorrow. Stop rejecting people. When a brother approached you, I mean, one of my sons told me a story that broke my heart. He went to approach this sister some years ago in this church. He looked at the brother, he said, don't you know shoe hat sizes? I am not your size. Hey! All the confidence from heaven that brother has ever received from my message, all of them vanish in one minute from the words of a careless woman in house of treasures careless woman that doesn't know how to talk may you not be like that church please i beg you you know we have missed destiny because of carelessness if a man approach you tell him oh wow bless you you know i'll be praying let's keep praying you know i really i like you too Look at your neighbor, say, be polite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be polite. I like you too. But let's pray. Let's keep praying. And then you really go home and pray. Stop checking his shoes and his clothes and the car in the parking. That's not equal to marriage. I've seen many men who came to marry people in Lamborghini. Next day, started cheating. Hello? Are you here? Is it not a man in this church that came to my office and said, uh, can a man eat only rice? A brother that is listening to my message. And you go and marry him because he's well-to-do. Meanwhile, his mind is, his mind is upside down. 
can't think. If a man is calling you pap and rice, is that the kind of person you want to live with for the rest of your life? No. No value for your life? No value. Beloved, please. You know, when I, when I was chasing my wife, I mean, one day, I was in Ghana. I was so angry. I went to preach in Ghana. So that time, I've been running around Christ Embassy from pastor to pastor, pillar to post. Everybody I call, they say, meet that one. Everyone I call, meet that one. Meanwhile, her family has agreed. Of course, they like me. Amen. The only people holding was the church. So one day, I was in Ghana preaching. I called her. I said, baby, listen. If you and your church can't make up your mind, I am calling this off. I don't want you anymore. She busted out crying. I repented. I bought her a dress for repentance. Amen. Now I'm just telling you the truth. I really repented. But you know, the reason why I said that is this. She said to me, let me tell you, I'm a woman of principle. If Pastor Chris doesn't release me, I will not marry you. Now, church, it takes a woman who knows her worth to look a man like me in the face. Are we here? Be a woman of principle. She said to me, if they don't release me, I will not. I checked myself again. The last time I checked, I drove an S-class to this meeting. How do you reject a man like me? And the last time I checked in the mirror, I'm not a bad-looking dude. But because of principle, which many women don't have today, a man proposes to you that is not right. You have not come to see me. You leave church with him. Flying everywhere, going everywhere with him. You are not right. That's how they will keep. You see, church, that somebody is here singing and dancing does not mean they are right for your future. You still need the approval of your family. Hey, the world is wicked. I've seen people change. Hey, I've seen the most holy people in church turn like a devil. Please, somebody approach you. Don't let them turn you against your spiritual father. Hey, are you here? Please, I beg you. I beg you. She said to me, I will not. It, it pained me. I was so angry that I said, I'm calling everything off. But on a second thought, I thought, if this person can be loyal to her spiritual father, she will be loyal to me. And then I repented. I begged her. I called her. Then I told my host, after preaching in the conference, I preached Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After Sunday, I told my host, I said, I have offended my fiancé badly. I said, take me to a way where they sell something. And I went, I bought her. You remember the dress we used to do our photo shoot for invitation? That dress, oh boy. Mm. That dress is money from head to toe. That was when I bought that dress. I bought it as a repentance gift. Of course, when I came back and I presented that, uh, if you see the smile on her face, I said, baby, I love you. Come on now. I'm sorry. You know I'm the love of your life. I'm the coffee in your, in your water. I'm the, I'm the sugar in your coffee. I'm the this, I'm the that. She was grinning. Oh, my beloved has returned from Ghana. And she came with a gift. Amen, somebody. But church jokes apart. I'm telling you, be a person of principle. There's too much. People, you know, people are not going far because they are breaking rules. They're breaking principles. Don't just, don't just vanish, you know. Uh -uh. No. Let, if some of you who have left churches and you are here, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. God, you've prayed and God said, this is where you belong. Don't, leave, don't let the men of God know. When people come to me, they say, Apostle, God is leading me somewhere. I don't keep them. No, I don't. I don't. But don't just, look, except the circumstances beyond repair. But if you are leaving a place, don't leave and burn, burn the bridges. Because you don't know tomorrow. 
you may not know tomorrow. We have rejected destiny helpers because of our carelessness. Are we together, church? My last scripture and we'll close. Let's look at Job. Now, the Bible said that in this uh, scripture that we just read, the king promoted Daniel. And he made him almost like third or so in command in the whole region. Just because of divine secret. You see how you can get promotion. Let God trust you with a secret in that business. Let him trust you with a secret in your job. Say amen. Job chapter 1 and verse... Let's read from verse 1. I'm going to read verse 3 and then we'll go to verse 8. Then we'll just conclude. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And this man was perfect, upright, and one that feared God and hated evil or eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and how many daughters? Next verse. His substance was also 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 she asses, and a very great household, so that this man, everybody read the last sentence, so that, uh, 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 let's start again, one to go, so that, of all they did. So, this is a man that fears God, a man that loves God, a man that is a child of God, became the greatest in the whole East. This is from Dubai to Abu Dhabi to Palestine to wherever in the Middle East. Job was what? He was what? Because some of you think because I'm a child of God, I cannot be great. That's a lie. Satan lied to you. God can make you great. Are we together, church? My God can still make you rich. Solomon gave an offering and God said, listen, ask me what you want. He asked for wisdom and understanding. God said, eh, I know you have asked for that. You didn't ask for the, the, your enemies. He said, but Mena, I will give you wealth and riches so that there will be no one as rich as you, both before you and after you. Who gave him the riches? God. Now, go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. Quickly, help me as we close. Verse 8. And the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant though, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and upright man, one that does what? Feareth the Lord and hates evil. May this be your character for 2024. I pray for you today. May this become your character and the testimony of heaven about you in 2024. This is God testifying about a man. And he says, listen, from God's perspective, the creator of heaven and earth, the possessor of the universe, looks at Satan and brags about a man. And his testimony is that, you, have you considered this man? That is a, there is none like him a, on the earth, a perfect man, an upright man, one that fears God and hates evil. Give me this in the TPT or New Living Translation. Find it for me. Church, may God testify about you like this. Honestly speaking, this is a generation that, I mean, sometimes when you hear what pastors are doing on the altar, you are ashamed to be a pastor. I mean, church, if I want to play games, I need to come down from this altar and play games and not be on the altar and play games. Are we together, church? He says, then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He's blameless. A, a man of complete what? A man of complete what? Church, is your yes, yes? Is your yes, yes? Is your no, no? Are we together, church? My wife said something. We did a, 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 an in, um, a, a live program on Instagram the other day. And she said, you know, when my husband sat before me, the first thing he said to me is, I will not sleep with you until we get married. And she said, you know, because of that, today I can trust him. I will be counseling women. My wife will never bother, okay, what is he doing in the office? Why? Because I didn't start by messing up. Amen. 
And many of you, the fights you are facing in your marriage now, you caused it by bridging the foundation. The moment you bridge the foundation, what happens? You have opened the door for Satan. And I say it again. I know you old people, some of you, I can't bend you anymore, but our youths must marry as virgins. I always say it in their ears so that they can hear me. My daughters in the youth, no man should you ever take off your pants, your skirt, your underwear for unless they marry you. Can all the youth shout a loud amen? Please, I beg you. I beg you. Our mothers, our fathers have made mistakes. You shouldn't make it. Today, many of them are struggling with so many things because of how they began things in their life. Because as long as the kingdom of God is concerned, the Bible says, if the foundation be what? Destroyed. Answer the, what's the next statement? What can the righteous do? Whatever you do, build a good foundation. If you build a good foundation, you will, be, you will protect your future. Then look at Job chapter 29 and verse 1 to 4. Let me just read maybe verse 1 to 4. It's the last scripture. Job 29 verse 1. We are closing now. He said, Job continues speaking. Keep going. I long for the years gone by when God took care of me. When he lit up the way before me and I walked safely through the darkness. When I was in my prime, God's friendship was felt in my home. Give me this in, my, in the Amplifier, in the King James Version. Go backwards. Go to verse 4. Give it to me in the King James Version. As I was in the days of when? Every youth, read this scripture with me. One, two, go. As I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of the Lord was upon my... So Job now showed us the reason why he became the greatest man in the whole East. Because he had the secret of God. My prayer today is that God will reveal his secrets to you. That God can look at you and your lifestyle and the way you are and commit secrets to you. And open to you the mysteries of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, every head bowed or eyes closed. Nobody moving around.